five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts A five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire! just a minute, we'll join Tim Collins as he rolls to a fire, his first run since Tim joined the rescue company. Tim doesn't know yet what thrilling adventure awaits him at the fire scene, and before he finds out, there's time for this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the firehouse where the rescue company is quartered. Tim Collins, you remember, has had a bad day with his new mates because they made it clear that no rookies were welcome in the rescue company. Tim put up with their badgering as long as he could. And then, when he couldn't take it any longer, he forced Mushnoski, ringleader of the old-timers, into a rough-and-tumble workout with the boxing gloves. And just a moment ago, driving through Mushnoski's guard with terrific power... How do you like this? Mushnoski went down, and as Tim stood over him, amazed at the effects of his blow, he said, "All I, all I did was land on his jaw only once, but a look at him, oh, fellas, I don't believe it. It isn't possible. All his joints, they, they bend the wrong way." Having a little trouble, Collins? Well, what's going on here? Oh, Chief Cody, I, well, it's all my fault. I made him put the gloves on with me. Well, I... knocked him out, did you? Well, no, sir. It looks as if I knocked him apart. I... Well, I hit him just once on the jaw and knocked all his joints the wrong way. Yeah, so I see. <laughs> well, don't worry about it, Collins. It's only Mushnoski. Oh, but, but Chief Cody, he's in terrible shape. Yep, what? I never saw him look worse. Not since the old days when he had that boxing act in the carnival. Sir? Oh, you should have seen him in those days, Collins. Arms and legs all over the place. Worse than an octopus playing the bagpipe. Why, I don't get it, Chief. I... Well, what do you say, boys? You've had your little joke, haven't you? Joke? Yeah. Oh, good grief. Is this a gag? He, he isn't hurt? You mean I didn't... <laughs> don't let it bother you, son. Mushnoski can pull himself together any time that... Hold it, boys. Box 13, a private box. Box 13, that's for us. We roll. Where's that box, watchman? Mechanical Standards Building. Mechanical Standards Building, that's bad. Uh, uh, Mushnoski, lie still, you're hurt. Hey, hey, come back. Never mind Mushnoski's son. Yeah, but Chief, one minute he's lying there, arms and legs all twisted the wrong way, and the next he's running for the wagon. Never mind, I say. That man is double-jointed. He was an India rubber man in the old carnival days. Oh, then it was a gag. They were kidding me. Right up to the hill, Collins. Now climb on that wagon. You're due to roll. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, smokehead! Come on, pull these boxing gloves off my hand so I can climb into my gear. All clear, Captain Jellabone. Let's roll. As Tim and the rescue company roll toward the fire scene, the young fireman is full of relief that it was only a joke. 
that by playing this trick on him, the men of his new company have shown their willingness to accept him as one of them. As the first stew fire apparatus rolls from many directions toward the Mechanical Standards Company building, a man sits in an office on the third floor dictating a letter to a recording. Previously stated, the Mechanical Standards Company is engaged in, um, um, that is, um, the business of the company is to, um, well, our records contain 2,000 pages of figures worked out by our engineers. And with these figures, we can tell you exactly how to design your machinery for the best and most economical operation in any country. Not knowing that fire has broken out in the employee's cafeteria on the floor below, Mr. J. Cooper Lawley, first vice president of Mechanical Standards Company, continues to dictate in the privacy of his air-conditioned, soundproof office until... Uh, oh, uh, inter-office speaker system, confound it. Why does that girl have to bother me now? She ought to... Confound it, Helen. Why do you have to bother me now? I still have ten minutes of dictation to do. This is E.B., J.C. Oh, oh yes. Uh, what can I do for you, sir? Plan D, J.C. Put Plan D into effect immediately for protection of our records. Plan D? The building isn't on fire. It is. Where? Employees' cafeteria. You'll find out if you don't move fast. Employees' cafeteria? But that's right below me. Has anyone called the fire department? Yes, yes, yes. Plan D's in full effect. Alarm sent in, everybody out of the building, or ought to be, except you and me. And now it's time for our part of the plan. Yes, sir. I'm to carry the record books down to the vault, lock them in, leave the building through the basement exit, report for roll call, and then... Then uh... get started, while you still have electricity to work that lock on the vault. Get those figures put away. I shall, E.B. But what about the... E.B., are you there? Confounded, he's left. Now, where do I... Oh, the record books. If they burn, we'll be out of business. <clears throat> So, now, ready with the books. Now, the key. Yes, anything else? No, oh, my pills, correct. Now, down the fire stairs to the basement. Along the empty corridor, Mr. Lawley hastens toward the fire stairs with the company's priceless record books under his arm. As he hurries down the stairs to the basement, a loudspeaker hung on the wall of the underground vault begins to crackle as E.B. Hewitt attempts to establish contact. Lawley, where are you? Aren't you there yet? Lolly, J.C., can you hear me? This is Hewitt calling from the downstairs lobby. Lolly, this is worse than we thought. Here I am, E.B. I came as fast as I could. You'll have to hurry. You'll have to get out. The whole second floor is blazing. Fire Chief Cody says... In a minute. I've got to change my key to the inside of the door, or I'll never get out when that switch locks it. Lolly, are you there? Listen to me, J.C. Stand by for report, E.B. I'm putting the books into the inner fireproof box. Lolly, get out. The firemen are here. Everybody's out but you. Now, what next? Uh, um, all correct here in the vault, E.B. Records are stored away. Now I'm looking around the workroom. Windows locked and I'm... Uh... Lolly, listen to me. Here, Chief Cody. You talk to him. Mr. Lolly, can you hear me? This is Fire Chief Cody. You've got to get out. We've got to pull the juice. Turn off the electricity in this building. But you mustn't. See here, if you turn off the electricity, I should be locked in the vault. The door is controlled by a switch with a special key. I know, I know, but man, you don't understand. That second floor may come crashing down on top of you. Chief Cody, my instructions are to follow Plan D. And it so happens, it's now time for me... Here, the lights. Turn on the lights. You've cut off the electricity. I can't open the door, you fools. 
As the lights in the vault go dead and Lawley finds himself unable to open the door with his special key that controls the electric lock, Chief Cody, at the speaker in the lobby of the Mechanical Standards Building, calls out... Collins! Collins, come here! This voice box has gone dead! Yes, sir. Captain Jellybone says the cable must have burned through, Chief. I told him not to pull the juice till I gave the word. He didn't, sir. He didn't. We usually do. But we waited, sir. Now he says the fire cut the cable. Then the man is trapped. Who, sir? Lolly, officer of the concern here. Oh. Carried the important records down to a vault in the basement, following some plan they have for protection in case of fire. Oh, good grief, Chief Cody. How can we get to it? That's up to you, Collins. You're on the rescue company, aren't you? Oh, you bet I am, sir. All right, then. Do your job. Get that man out. And how you manage it is up to you. Yes, sir. Rescue company! This way! Man traps in the wall! Let's have that foam! Hook up that foam generator! There's gasoline stored in this building! Well, now, it looks as if Tim Collins' first run with the rescue company has raised a thrilling problem for him to solve. As Chief Cody turns his attention to directing the overall battle against the blaze that roars through the second floor, Tim races toward the rescue wagon for special equipment. How he plans to save Mr. Lawley from imprisonment in the vault deep in the basement of the burning building, well, you'll hear in our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. Now, in just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own hometown. But first, here's a message you ought to hear. And now here's Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody. And I just want to point out that in any big company, you'll find plans. Now, these plans are made in advance to deal with the emergency of fire. Yes, sir. Most big companies have plans to protect life and property. And those fire safety plans are just as important as fire drill at school. You know, a few seconds can make all the difference between safety and disaster. And if you know just what to do... Now listen, just what to do, just how to escape without losing your head or your way in case of fire at home or in school or, for that matter, anywhere else. A few seconds may be all you need. Well, that's all for now, and you'll hear from me soon. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins... We'll be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Fighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.